Welcome back to the show. I'm excited for this next guest. This is one of my good friends that I originally was just a fan over his work on Instagram for a minute before I got to meet him. But welcome, Be Seen. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. You're a, you're a, fa- you're a fangirl? <laughs> I was a fangirl. <laughs> I, I just remember seeing you on Instagram. I'm like, dude, this guy is doing all sorts of blondes like that was one thing that i really saw the most from your page was like these crazy blondes and i was already blonde but not to like a very white blonde Mm -hmm. so it just made me appreciate and you know being asian as you know it too asian hair is so hard to make blonde and like a light blonde i remember i remember when we first linked up on instagram like it was yesterday so you know i'm sure we'll get to that a little bit later but i i remember like it was yesterday so it's been, you know, amazing seeing you grow in the journey you've been through. Dude, well, I appreciate yeah. that. And 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 a lot of the direction that I've been able to, like, you know, take these moments of growth, actually one was really from you because at one point I had trouble going into a new direction. And I remember how open and willing you were to help me and to understand something that you already went through. And it actually really helped me a lot. And I think about it all the time when I think about you is that you were always so willing to help me and I you know it's something that I deeply appreciate about our 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 friendship thanks Sophie yeah I appreciate it so when we first met um where did we actually meet okay you you needed a model in LA and uh for anyone that doesn't know Lynn this is uh Lynn is from Maryland and he you're from there originally as well yep Lynn is from there and he came down to LA to do a class and he was looking for models and I actually asked if I could be one of the models and he said yes so that was the first time I came in and got my hair color done was that actually the first time I met you as well in person oh my gosh was that the first time I think it might be because I met Jeffrey the first time yeah I mean we've been talking already on DM and yeah I guess that was the first time that's crazy yeah no wait 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 long beach i met you in long yeah, beach you right at a hair show yep yes long beach i can't remember which one came first yeah but so i go and i'm like okay i i came to be a model lynn did my hair for this class and it was insane mm-hmm. an, an insane experience because it was the first time first that i went to a hair color demonstration because i'm only used to barber shows at that time so this was my first time kind of branching off into the styling world um and the one thing that i remember right away i was like dude this guy's got like four assistants <laughs> and that was you know i i don't even remember how many people were there but uh who do i remember what's her name man i haven't seen her in a while uh she's from she's from la what's her name short hair Chantel. yep mm-hmm. Chantel was one of them and she was from there and then the other three and i was like damn this dude has a lot of assistance because i felt like i kept talking to somebody else when i was going through different parts of my processing yeah so that was one thing first that i noticed about you and how you function and i was like that's really crazy um another thing was once we were done this was probably the most even till this day the best silver metallic oh. i've ever had i mean that picture is so iconic people yeah, that have gotten that tattooed that's crazy yeah there's there's two or three people that have that picture tattooed where you did my hair on their body on their body it's that's nuts because cr- i'm like the, without the hair color obviously it's you but 
It's that hair. Yes, it's that picture. It's that. It's that hair. <laughs> it's cool. your hair. Awesome. Oh my god! I know. It's it's insane that you know people really gravitate to that picture, and I still see it. Uh, people use it all the time on Pinterest. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Okay. I would like to kind of dig more into you know like how you became be seen. You know, like first of all, you have a really catchy name, so that makes it real easy. And you used to have seen hair, didn't you? Yeah, I used to be a seen kid too. That's so, so crazy so that's, that, that's the, your name. That's where the name came from. Um, be seen is from the seen culture. And I've seen your pictures before. You used to be seen mm-hmm. too, so don't even act like you weren't seen <laughs> before. Um, okay, maybe we need to share a scene photo this week. Oh, for sure. You, you do it all the time. I see you do it every once in a while. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, when I started doing hair, I needed models to practice on. So I would work on these girls, these scene girls, that just, they didn't really care about what I was doing. Um, you know, choppy, super choppy layers, bangs going from one end of their head to the other side. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I would bleach and color their hair. And when it came time to uh, put a brand to what I was doing, um, be seen. So it kind of yeah, just... Yeah, no, it makes sense. It kind of just stuck. So yeah. be and seen also, and then and be also- seen. Right yeah. to be seen, to is. be seen by people. Yeah, yeah. that that one I always connected, but I didn't know about the scene part yeah. of your, uh, you know, back in the day. Uh-huh. So to see that, to see how they connect now, it like really solidifies like your brand. But what's cool is it's, my it's clients, truthful. my clients that I see now, they used to be seen kids that have grown up to be something else. But wow. at one point in time, they were seen kids, which is really cool. <laughs> so crazy mm-hmm. and when you were practicing on on these scene people were they all asian models no they were asian white girls hispanic mm-hmm. but they were willing to let me do whatever because they were in high school they're going through a phase and they're just like dude just do whatever you want and i was like okay so at the time when you had this scene here had you already decided that you were going to become a hairstylist no so what was that transition like how did you go from having seen hair to now practicing on people and then wanting to pursue a professional career doing hair um i enjoyed the look of the scene culture so i was like a scene kid but i was a bartender and i had no desire to do hair and bartending kind of led me into hair i got a job bartending at a um a high-end salon at their grand opening and that was my way into the beauty industry it's my first time ever seeing kind of like the other side of the the beauty industry and i was like wow this is really cool people look cool they make good money they love what they do you know i never thought about doing hair but why not give it a try i have a you know this cool look why not just pursue it and i did and that's how i got started and nice and then what particularly got you towards hair color because you know in the hair industry it could go to so many directions but did you would you say it's because of your interest even like when you were practicing on people like for fun that it it was something that you were just naturally drawn to right away um i actually came into the industry as a precision hair cutter so i actually didn't oh wow i didn't like all the the hair colors at my hair school um so it's it's ironic that i'm a hair colorist now uh because i think when instagram came out it was very visual and at that time hair color guy tang all that stuff it was like popping off so i was like yo i gotta like hop on this color train and i quickly trained myself how to do color 
how did you train yourself to get so good at it? Because I think uh, oftentimes, I don't even think you told me this, but Hair God Zito, when we were doing a lot of like collaborations back in the day together, he did mention, he's like, Lynn is one of the best f- hair color formula people. I mean, what, what would you call it? Hair color formulist? <laughs> that you were the best hair color formulist. Hey, a oh, formulist. I've, I've never heard that before. <laughs> um, it's because I always deal with Asian hair. You know, and so with Asian hair, there's a lot of orange, there's a lot of red. You have to really know your color theory. And I just break the rules a lot when it comes to formulation. And I kind of figured it out. So you would say because of the types of clients you dealt with, that actually made you better as a color formulist. Yeah, color formulist. That's pretty cool. I never, no one's ever said that before. That's pretty cool. I'm going to change, I'm going to change my bio now. Um, no, that's super dope because, yeah, like I, I can't connect to color because even when I got into, into the hair industry, everyone, you know, in school, I don't know if they went through this with you when you went to beauty school, but did they tell you like, there's only money in color or doing women's hair? You know, they never mentioned anything about men's hair. So that was something I was really fearful of. But when I got in, I was doing women's hair, but it just wasn't just it just didn't, it didn't hold it, me the yeah, same way yeah. you know <clears throat> so yeah and so yeah so that's crazy for you that you were you went into for precision cutting and ended up doing color color well i do so both pretty... i do both now yeah what do you prefer dude i like them both i really you do like I, I really love cutting and i mm-hmm. fell in love with color so i love them both nice yeah now, would you like bright blondes more, or do you like doing like color, fun colors, or like browns? I like uh, very tastefully done pastels. Mm. Yep. Love that. And how long have you been in the industry now? Twenty-four. Ugh, it's coming on twelve years. Jeez. Twelve years? Yeah. Oh shit! You're not actually too far. I, I'm at. I'm at. I'm at eleven years. Oh, you're. We're pretty close. Yeah, I I got my license I think in two thousand nine. So you were probably like two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sweet. Isn't it crazy? Okay, so let's see. It's been a little over a decade. Have you seen a shift in the way the industry has gone from when you started to where it is now? What would you say is the one thing that you're most appreciative of from the from the just the way things evolve? Well, I mean, you know, we came in at a good in a good time because. When I started, there was no social media, you know. It wasn't a thing. Right. And, uh, you know, for our industry, we're able to use such an amazing platform to help us grow. You know, it was it was harder before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, before social media, the, the, there were no platforms for us to be noticed or, you know, get on stage. There was no way for a normal hairstylist to get on stage unless you knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody you know what i mean and did you know that there were educators when you first got into the industry did you know like that was ever an option that you would take no i knew about to be a platform i knew about robert chromians and takashi and that was about it and you didn't know that you could have that opportunity also no i mean i used to see them on video and no way no way in hell i would ever be on stage like like them so in the last 12 years, at what point did that opportunity come for you? 
Um, I think it was like 2014. When did, How did that happen? When did you start going? I, 2016 for me. 14. It was a Butterfly yeah. Circus. Butterfly Circus. I remember that. I remember uh, that one. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Were you already teaching or was this something that just kind of fell into your hands because of how good you were or? Uh, what was cool about Butterfly Circus is that they already had their crew. Um, and they were already touring. And every time they would make a stop, they would be like, you guys should get B seen on here. But everyone's like, yo, no one talks to B seen. Is he cool? Is he even about this? And Hair Godzilla was like, yo, I D him all the time. He's a pretty cool dude. Let's get him on here. So they're like, yo, Ricky, if you know him, yo, you talk to him because no one's ever talked to him before. Um, <laughs> so he got me on it and I came and I showed face in New York when they were there and that was it. It was my first time on stage. If there wasn't social media, do you think you'd have the opportunities you'd have today? No. Is yeah, that? I give a lot of credit to... Uh, yes. Yeah, to my success and my career to social media. I would say I'm like 100% product of the Instagram era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. And uh, how important, since we're kind of on the subject already, is networking to you? Oh, it's super important. I think in every industry is super important. I mean, you gotta, you know, know how to talk to people. You know how to sell yourself. You know, uh, be receptive to other people selling themselves. You know, it's, I think it's really important. Is that something you had to learn while going through it? Because I think oftentimes too, people wonder if networking just means we just barge into people's path and just you know create conversation or is this something like organically built like what is your thought process when you're in when you were in that mind frame of i need to go like meet people and talk to them uh well starting off or right now uh if you now knowing what you had to do what when you go back to the times when you first thought you had to start networking what was your thought process and how to how to understand how to do it um well i mean i was pretty hardcore back in the day when i first started i was like Guerrilla marketing. I wasn't scared. I was, you know, I was pretty aggressive when it came to like talking to people because I knew that if I didn't, I wouldn't make it. And I was trying to get clients in my chair and I knew I had to really push myself to, to talk to people and get out there. Another good thing too is what's really important about our industry is visuals. You know what I mean? The way you look, it's almost a part of your, your product. You know what I mean? When people see you, they're like, they kind of want to know about you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it all the time till this day. Like, what do you do? I pulled up to the, You're just interesting. Yeah. You're interesting I, I to look at, so it makes people I interested. pulled up the Starbucks drive-thru, and the lady was like, excuse me, sir, what do you do? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm a hairstylist. I'm just getting coffee. You know what I mean? But because, you know, if, if you want to really just put yourself out there, you have to get into character. You know what I mean? That's true. And how important do you think image is when you're getting picked up for a brand? I mean, I, th- I think it's really important if you're still being true to yourself. You know what I mean? But if a brand doesn't like you for who you are, it's obviously not a good fit. You know what I mean? I don't want mm-hmm. someone to go work for a brand if they tell you to look a certain way, dress a certain way, because it's not really who you are. And I know you've worked with a couple of brands. So from a uh, brand perspective, what is it like the top things that they look for when they are trying to build ambassadors for their teams? 
passion. So image is image is one. Image is one, but I don't think it's the most important thing. Okay. I think your craft and the quality of your work, I think, is number one, or it should be number one to the brand. I believe. Um, number two is your passion, uh, your dedication to your to your work, and your work ethic. You know, and your you're willing to show up 110% every single time that they, they call for you. And kind of connecting into this, it just reminded me of when we connected and I was actually asking you for advice on brand sponsorships because, uh, you know, I didn't know anybody before that and I was kind of new to it. Mm-hmm. And I think networking, I agree with you, is pretty important as far as like, you just don't know where it leads to but again it's all organic based like we never yeah. were just like hey lynn let's hang out it was just like yo bro like i love what you it do just happens, like yeah. just it, it just happened organically and i remember when you recommended me for blue sky so for anybody that doesn't know blue sky blue sky is a giant brainstorming session for Schwarzkopf, right yes and when i first went into this i mean i had no idea what the hell that even was but this was my first step of getting some exposure into a massive industry a massive brand company that uh i'm not really associated with because i'm more on the barbering side and they do a lot more of the coloring side so it was just an interesting uh place to get visibility and you know that could be one of many reasons i don't even know if i was ever on their radar but because you recommended my name across to them it might have opened another gateway for me to to work with them and from there i remember being able to work on other projects to where uh i think it was oh when we went to toronto toronto last year you know we did that giant collaboration i mean they got us this like 14 million dollar mansion right yeah and we were in toronto canada and they booked us a bunch of models and they said hey lynn maggie sophie create create whatever you guys want that was insane and that yeah it was something i've actually never done like that before usually it's like you know it's kind of has some sort of uh structure standards we're supposed to go by but this is like hey this is your guys's project we just you know gave you the the tools and we want you to create and it was some of the best portfolio work that i mean i've ever shot yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you shot it we had we had you yeah we all kind of shot it it was just crazy because we're like so who's gonna shoot it and then i remember you're like i guess we can all shoot it and then we'll pick (laughs) (laughs) but you you stepped up and you started shooting yeah and then we had ryan who did all the bts for us like that was such a cool experience like i never thought i'd go to to have that entire thing happen so that was really dope and you know that's kind of another outlet of why networking can lead you to these opportunities and why it's so important to just you know people always ask all the time why should i go to shows you know shows are the best place to network whether you get something that moment or not you're you're building you're starting to build these relationships with people from different brands and it's allowing you to also show face to also companies that are watching so if you have a a certain image that they can remember Remember, even better for you because they're going to see you walk by or talk to people or just like genuinely opening yourself up to just kind of understand a product maybe especially if it's something you enjoy because I do believe that when you are aligning yourself with brand sponsorships that it's got to be something you really believe in yeah for sure and I, re- and I remember you told me this because I don't remember what brands I was kind of stuck in between but one thing you did tell me you're just like okay i know you're at a fork in the road but you got to make sure you're choosing something that's actually you Mm. and i remember 
in that moment I just can't remember the other brand but one of them we was rather, definitely barbering related we, we'd rather not say the other brand that's fine <laughs> yeah and you know I remember it so I remember, I remember know, the thank com- you I remember for being so honest I remember that conversation yeah and I was like damn because sometimes it's easy to think like shoot this might be another opportunity you know you get cashed out on some other big project but is it actually you exactly you know the mm-hmm. the credibility that it actually attaches to your name do you want to represent a brand that hey Sophie said use this but when I used it it actually sucks you See? know and isn't it yeah, crazy so, but now looking back you're like dang what if what if I chose the other route I wouldn't be where I am today yo that's exactly. it's crazy to think about sometimes yeah I do wonder that sometimes like what would it have taken me or what would have changed because right now you know you you your, your, your personal brand is your page and I mean when you use anything I always know it's something that's like super high quality because that's just you don't you don't mess with something unless it's uh, something you believe in yeah and even when it comes to events uh, just recently they did the uh, remember the 24-hour yeah. education thing yeah I never heard of it before me either but someone said <laughs> hey Lynn's doing it and I'm like okay sign me up if Lynn's really? doing it that's 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 my sign off right there oh wow, and I did it only because they they dropped your name and so I I already knew I was like if Lynn gets involved in something it's probably good so me not knowing what it was I signed up for it just because you were nice to it. yeah that means a lot so thanks yeah so that's why that credibility behind your brand and what you represent is so important so I'm glad we're be, talking about that. You can't be messing around with, with weak brands, man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make sure. Yeah. You gotta make sure you love it because yeah. it's easier to sell, especially without having to sell it. it sells if itself. you believe in the product, yeah, it sells exactly. itself. Yeah. And it, yep, exactly. So then, when you are working with these brands, it makes you a really good salesperson because it's, it's it's true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay, another thing that I really loved what you did. Um, kind of related to when I first met you at that class and you had four assistants another thing I noticed is that once I started traveling and seeing at different shows I realized you had assistants in every state anytime I saw you at another show I'm like oh where are you guys from Maryland they're like no we're from here we're from there and I'm like dude this is nuts because what that is telling me is like you're already creating teams so that if you ever decided to open up shop somewhere you literally already started building people to follow in your formulations, to follow uh, the quality of work that you already yeah, do, exactly. and you're uh-huh. investing into these assistants who you rely on. Because you know, I was nervous. I was like, "Lynn, are you sure you're not going to finish my hair?" And you're like, "Yeah, I got you. I'm going to send you to my other assistant." And I was just like, <laughs> "Shit! Like, I-, I want Lynn to do it," you know. Yeah. But you know, at the end, it all came out good, and you passed me on to different people who were able to carry your work. Uh, so that was really dope and like how did you even think about that because that makes me think even about like what I want to do is like I need to start building up people in different areas to like potentially you know work for you in the future exactly so what's cool is yeah you could bring your own team around but like you said everywhere you go you again you save money you don't have to fly everybody everywhere right and to watch these people grow the assistants I had in LA the time I did your hair now Dude, they're amazing stylists now. And when I go to New York, three years ago, I caught on a, a couple beginners. Dude, fast forward now, dude, they're amazing. And it's really cool to see them grow, tell their story about how they assisted me one day, learned a lot, and they're like, Lynn, I have another person for you. So every time you come to New York, I have somebody else. And it just keeps on growing. And anywhere, again, anywhere you go, you have a small team, they'll have a story. 
and you'll leave a mark on them forever you know what i mean yeah 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 no that's that's a really great thing you're doing it's almost like you're having like this like be seen on the road education for a lot of these people naturally like what an opportunity and 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 especially now that you've been able to watch them do their own thing and excel like that's that's got to feel really nice Mm -hmm. um okay another thing that i was super super interested in talking to you about was when i went to visit you for the first time in maryland Mm -hmm. and i went to your shop and you know there is this thing that happens sometimes when i talk about you know barbers valuing each other value valuing what they do Mm -hmm. and oftentimes they're like well we're not in la so we can't charge those prices this this, isn't that Mm -hmm. we don't have like uh you know shops in really busy areas that you know have these high-end clients and then i thought about that moment when i went to your guys' shop you guys have no walk traffic Mm -hmm. you're literally surrounded by mechanic shops yeah but that shop was always packed yeah so what was your thought in putting your shop there first um rather than like a busy corner or a busier intersection well i always wanted a warehouse creative space and it's cheaper than a retail area when you think about rent right um and i knew that if you marketed yourself well and branded it well people will come um stylists will come work for you it's not about walking traffic you're creating a demand so if i told you sophie there's this amazing tattoo artist in the cut the best tattoo artist i've ever seen in my life but does it really matter where he's at no it doesn't no you're gonna go doesn't matter if he's in alaska well maybe alaska is kind of pushing it but like (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah rockville maryland you know what i mean so if you market yourself well and you have the good quality you know product people will come you know what i mean and you can charge premium top dollar yeah top dollar yeah so in even in that shop did you have people coming from like far distances to yes. come to you guys to this place yes how far new york i mean that's a train plane ride um florida just to get their hair done just to get the hair done and go back chicago you know i love that and they're, i love they're, that perspective so it's just it's just a mindset you know some people think they can't do it but after seeing you do it it literally always changed the way i felt about when people talk about that stuff because i'm like no it's not you guys true. have never been to maryland yeah. yeah you guys have never been to maryland where i've been and experienced this that it don't matter, it doesn't matter. it's just about the way you market and if yeah. the work is good the people always come yeah. and you just got to trust in yourself if you don't believe in yourself that you can do that exactly how is anybody else going to believe you exactly it starts with yourself so love that love that story yeah, so if, um if, it's if i so took sick. you and dropped you off anywhere your prices aren't going to change that's how you got to look at it you know what i mean and think about iphones iphones are the same price in every single state don't don't matter <laughs> if you're in the middle of nowhere the iphone is still yeah, going to be the same price that's good. that's good that's why people just they just got to believe you know and, and 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 that is actually something uh that i really pull from the hairstyling side of the industry because in barber scenes i know people are so used to be to to services being so low price so i started branching off you know going to hair shows talking to people like you and other big hairstylists to see like 
what they charge and how their business structure is because to me it's not necessarily okay if i'm cutting only a couple millimeters off your hair it should be cheaper i think you when you think about it as a service slot you know there's so much that goes into it mm -hmm. that pricing can really be the same as it would be in a salon yeah. you know and i started seeing trouble with that where it's like okay you do the same men's haircut but you throw in doing it at a barbershop and then doing it at a salon and the one of the salons is going to cost more even though the the haircut could be the same why why exactly and it, ne it never made sense to me <laughs> when i know you just moved to arizona yep so now you're in arizona and are you keeping your shop where it's at in maryland yeah it's there now are you going to open another location where you're at in arizona or you're you're not sure yet you know we have a few things in the works i'm not gonna like say something you know what i mean um but there there's always something going on in my head you know and now i'm with an amazing partner who also pushes me to do more things that i thought i could never do because now you have two you know what i mean you have two people mm -hmm. that are like constantly pushing each other to be better and better um and she's also creative so there's a lot of things in the works but, you know, you have to remember, you know, in life and in business, there's always on to the next or more. You know what I mean? So, like, your first one isn't your only one. You know, there's other business ventures that you'll get into down the road. So just because it's your first doesn't mean that it's your only. You know what I mean? So you're always evolving your thoughts oh my and gosh. your ideas. There's always more. Yeah, I evolved from yesterday. I mean, I had more... More ideas today than I did yesterday. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the best. And once you keep it on that road, oh, yeah. it just keeps cycling. You know, yeah, it gets better. It gets it gets bad. It okay. gets horrible. <laughs> yeah, totally. So when you first started getting into the industry and doing hair color, like, what is a standard rate? Because I don't know too much about hair color services, but how do you build your value? Like, how do you know when to charge more for, say, like a going blonde service? You know, we we spend up towards five hours on these people. You know what I mean? Imagine a five-hour haircut with you. How do you price it? For us, we have t we have products too. You know, I could go through a whole can of bleach that costs $30 at the store, but then I spend five hours and $30 for the bleach and developer and a few tubes of color, but I only use a quarter of that tube, all of this tube, See, like it gets like way too. Like, you're already, I already lost you, like way. Back yeah, you there. lost me. Yeah. You lost me at the can of bleach. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it's 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 really hard to price. Um, but again, it comes in value. At first, I was charging hundred dollars for a day. You know what I mean? But you start to build and learn the business side of it, where you know products, waste, all these things. You know, so you, those come into play, but. A good amount is like a hundred an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then plus from there as you grow. As you grow, but you know, it depends on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. How much bleach you're using, how much product you're using. And then also color corrections. That's a whole exactly. nother side. There, there's eight to ten hours. Yeah, I remember So how, uh, okay, how do you what price was that? Right. That is tough. Okay. Um what is currently your longest hair color service Thir that you've ever done in your life 13 hours 13 hours why what what situation was it i was one by myself and <laughs> i was by myself 
Um, didn't have four assistants with me. Um, I had to blow dry everything by myself. I had to shampoo by myself. I just had to do everything by myself. So, so, so not having assistance took you that long. It's huge. And remember, having assistance costs money. So, mm-hmm. all of these things play a factor in how much you're going to charge. Mm-hmm. So that's really important too. Yeah, I remember. You remember Crystal? Yeah. I remember I asked her this question, and she <laughs> told me 22 hours. 22 Dude, Crystal, hours. Crystal is something else, man. One time, I was like, <laughs> she was up at like four, three or four in the morning, still doing hair. I'm like, well, dude, no, it's over. Like, come back tomorrow or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she was committed to finishing that one. No, but imagine. I was like, did you- being the client though? I know. It's three in the hours. morning. I was like, what? She's like, I just took a nap at the bowl. <laughs> She's Dude, processing. That's, this is a bad situation. <laughs> See, that's that to me, I'm stressed out. And that's probably why I don't do color. And if I do color, it's got to be on like short buzzed hair. Where, that's you know, fun, minimal, yeah. minimal errors, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> You're just chilling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Um, I just got a couple last questions left for you. So... If you could give one tip of advice for new people going into the industry, whether that be hair coloring or just the haircutting route, what would that advice be? Advice to someone coming into the industry now is really be passionate about your craft and the product that you're pumping out. Um, that's going to take you a long way. You know, forget the fame, forget the fortune, forget the followers, your craft, your product your work that goes out has to be up to par with everything else that's going on. And last but not least, say they got that down, they found their niche of what they want to do. Now, what's one tip for social media that they could really utilize during this time in a such a saturated field like what we're in right now? How do you even stand out among the sea of everybody that does what we do? Uh, and it's harder it now. Hard now, man. <laughs> it's way harder now. Oh my god! Um, because everybody owns a camera now. Everybody got editors. I I honestly think it comes down to your your personality to really shine through, and your again your craft, man, your work. There's some trash work out there, you know what I mean? And those people don't get far, you know. But when you have amazing work, and you start picking up the camera skills. And really getting your personality on your your Instagram, that will take you a long way. So you're saying it's really important for people to be in front of the camera as well as as well as much as they do the work. How would they? How would you think is best for them to put their personalities out there? Because I think a lot of times that's like the I one. Think, I think fear. when I say I mean vibe, vibe. I mean vibe. Okay. Like finding that vibe. Like your page has a vibe. Like your page has a vibe. You know, my page has a certain vibe. Everyone has like a certain vibe. And once you get it and keep it consistent, that's like you. You know what I mean? When I look at your page, I was like, it's Sophie. The whole page is Sophie. You know, you shine on it. You know, you know, we all know like it has this like edge and it's like dark. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's a contrasty. And then you have like your yellow hair and then your shoes and your tattoos. You know what I mean? That's you. Yeah. Once you get that. I mean, that's just your personality is you. So that's what I mean. 
yeah that's one thing that i even remember going into social media was uh you know at the time when we got in it probably was just barely starting for us so at, at the time we actually didn't even have an outlet to look towards of what we wanted it to look oh, like yeah. we were just we were just trial and error the whole oh, yeah. time to get to here because there was nothing to use as a reference um but now seeing the references i think that is a really important thing is the characteristics that flow consistently throughout your page yeah. that give people a feeling and and i think one of the things that i always like to tell people is like you know like you could be a genius but nobody's ever going to know that if first if you don't write about that and if you don't mm-hmm. share your your ideas about that or showing your expertise in the skills that you are doing because that also allows you to gain uh opportunities in education is like that, that people can see you applying yourself as an expert in some yeah. part so thank you for your time no thank you um, so. i this always appreciate great. it yeah i i actually yeah you know as i'm going through this podcast stuff i just i have no idea who i'm even gonna ask next but so far <laughs> what i really loved about this one is that every person that i've brought on has inspired me in one form or another in different ways and i think collectively you guys all have something special in your stories and i know like with social media sometimes like not everybody's going to be like hey well hey it's me lynn today so today i'm going to do this and you know think and hear about the way you talk but you know i've had the opportunity to kind of hear you talk in uh, a couple classes that we've done together and stuff yeah. and i always remember it being like such good information especially for a lot of new people coming in so i think yeah. what we were able to share together on this one is going to be really great for the people that are tuning in i can't wait to to hear it and you know share it with everybody yes so again thank you so much for your time i appreciate you you. for having me